new horn of yours is very pretty, but I see that it keeps singing sailors to their deaths on the rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of La Podquisition, uh, featuring me, Jim Sterling. Hello. And also featuring Laura. Hello. Hello. I'm not as French as you are, as you apparently are this week with your La Podquisition. I just thought I'd class up. I thought I'd class up the intro with a little bit of French. Well, uh, you'd better you'd better class up this week because I think my mother. I have a a, seek, a sinking fear that my mother might listen to this episode. Oh so we well, better, we better be nice and classy this week. No well, talk I, of, of of sex puns oh and dear. butts or, or such. <laughs> it's right. I, I I will conduct the rest of the episode in France, in France, French, en français. Uh, to show just how classy we can be. Indeed, so, je, ne, je ne comprends pas le français. Tu parles anglais, s'il vous plaît. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm just gonna what I'm gonna do. Où est la bibliothèque? Uh, let me introduce le, oh. le miracle du sound. Gavon, le dune. Alors je m'appelle. How are you? Comment, comment tu t'appelles? Moi, I am fine. <laughs> comme si, comme ça. Well, Le, I... Je peux du mon petit pois? Tu es un pompelmousse? Je mange ma chatte avec ma chienne dans la rue. La poisson. Ah oui? Uh, très bien. You know what? You know what? This is bad. You are all bad. You suck at French. I don't have time for this. Fuck you, I'm going home. Fuck, sorry guys. I, I was trying to turn on my Pip-Boy light and I pressed B my, by mistake. What I meant to oh, say was... No. Wait now, press A. You're all lovely. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I got one of those. One of those turned up. Um, I say turned up. It's not like I didn't order it months ago. Like a consumer... It just didn't turn up when slave. it was meant to. Um, actually, it did turn up on oh, launch day. It okay. did. Um, but yeah, I ended up... Just because I'm, I, I am a slave to the very consumerism I despise. Uh, I did order that back in the day. Uh, Indeed, never pre-order the, the... anything. However, I want this thing, so I'm going to pre-order it. Well, I've Bloody never been hypocrite. I've never been hardline against pre-orders like some uh, people. I know there are some pundits out there like Total Biscuit and others who are like never, never pre-order under any circumstance. Uh, whereas I'm very much a. Uh, if it's something you really want and there's a chance it's going to sell out, if there's a chance you won't be able to get hold of it, then I find pre-ordering acceptable. Yeah, because um, the Pip-Boy was one of those things that wasn't, like, it wasn't technically pre-order only, but it might as well have been. Yeah, like, I'm not going to pre-order, um, you know, the new Halo or the new Call of Duty or any other game that is a, you know... You're not going to be able to not find it. You'll be able to find Assassin's Creed at launch. Easy. Mm. Um, I pre-order things that, you know, if it's on Amazon at a low price, like I think I did that with the the, the Bloodborne, the really nice Bloodborne guidebook, um, got it at a lower price. Um, whenever I get things from really ludicrously expensive things from Sideshow Collectibles, I'll pre-order that because they're limited edition. And I did that with the Pip-Boy. Um, I... The good news is, I can get it around my fat arm. <laughs> the bad news is, it it's pinchy 
<laughs> is is it making nice like marks in your arm that will eventually be scars to show the battles that you have fought across the wasteland? To be honest, I wore it once and put it away and said that ain't gonna work. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> like, you, can, like, you can you can you know send it to me because my pre-order of a Pit Boy edition just never showed up. Oh, lovely. There's oh. Reggie yeah. Fees and me working again. Yeah, exactly. He's been trying to nick stuff left, right, and centre th- this last couple of weeks because he's he's a nasty, nasty man. I mean, yeah, honestly, I... Uh, like as much as I love Fallout, um, that Pip Boy, like, it's a hunk of plastic. <laughs> it's it, honestly, it is, it's, but it's, it's, it's a hunk not... of plastic that I I want. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> it really isn't. Like, I, it's so cheap. It, like, you know when you I th- get it in your hands, yeah. like it's like, so I cheap. I would feel, I would feel like a massive fucking tool walking around with that thing on me. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm never wearing it again. I mean, it's bad enough that the best I've got when I've got it on is like like four of my fat little sausage fingers poking out the end of it. You, you know what I thought looked cooler than the actual Pit Boy? It is someone who I can't remember where I saw this. Basically made like a one out of gaffer tape and um, old bits of wire and like little metal pieces. And basically made a homebrew one that looks much more like something that someone in the nuclear apocalypse might. I just, just sort of oh yeah, I just want to get hold of the plastic one, the official one, and like dress up in like a tuxedo and a fedora and put on the Pip Boy and like sidle up next to some girl in a bar and go, "Hey, can I put your number into my Pip Boy?" <laughs> Guarantee you that will get you laid. Oh um, yeah, I, I, it will in certain circles. I am sure. <laughs> get you laid out. Oh, so yeah, we 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 are here. Gavin's yes. again managed to find time away from Fallout Four to actually Good record man. with us. I'm Not amazed. Sure. This is like three times in seven <laughs> days that you've taken an hour away from Fallout Four. How did you manage it? Don't know. It it was pretty difficult, guys. I mean, I'm not even halfway through the story yet. So I was yeah. I was saying to you that the unfortunately our spoiler cast will have to wait because I have been very slowly edging yeah. through. Yeah. We, we, were, we were looking at maybe recording it at the end of this week and because we were like, oh yeah, we'll give Gavin a week to get through the game and that's not going to happen. That was naive of us. Yeah, yeah how, no, how dare we think he'd get through the main plot I've in a week. basically turned it into like SimCity. <laughs> I figured, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the big hang It's got like is, trade is. routes running through all the towns and I've got a water business and a jet away. business. and <laughs> It's crazy, oh, making so much money. I have Fallout 4 news. Um, mm. Last week on the last, uh, not the the extra question episode, but the week before, where we talked a lot more about Fallout, I said that if there was pink power armor in the game, it would be my game of the mm. year. Oh, there There's is. pink power armor in the uh, game. Are you yeah. now regretting saying that because you might have to give it game of the year now? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's in the running. It's definitely in the running alongside a lot of other. Yeah, games. but you said if it was in there, it's game of the year. You don't want to go back on your word, Jim. You don't want to be a degenerate liar. Yeah, but I pre-ordered the Pit Boy as well, so let's let, let's not hold me to standards here. <laughs> um, I like the red no, fiery armor the best. Yeah, there's there's some good stuff because I got the Wasteland Survival Guide as well. Um, just Bethesda's been doing like really well at like selling extra shit and tat for this game. Like, there's What's so much the Wasteland extra Survival shit. Guide. 
it's basically a guidebook, but like it comes in this really nice package, and it's got all sorts of extra stuff in it, like Nuki Cola bottle cap magnets and things. Oh, nice. It's again more consumer shite that I've just filled. I got my a house little with. goodie bag of of that mm. kind of stuff from Bethesda as well. They're it's being nice. really good at making consumer tat that all of us really like and that's well mm. made ish. That we're all like, oh, oh, we need that consumer tat too. Yeah, <laughs> like last night, because um, Holly Green, uh, I, I follow her on um, the social medias and. and you know, we used to work together and all this stuff. And she's she's a like the big Fallout fan when it comes to games media, as far as I'm concerned. Like the big Fallout person, and she's been buying all of the shit and tat, which makes me want to buy all the shit and tat. And last <laughs> night she was fucking. She showed a photo of the the Steel Series Vault One Eleven mouse that she's got, and the mouse pad and the headphones, all blue and yellow and shit. And I'm like, I I, I really like the mouse I have, but but I'm terrible because I saw shit and tat and I want the shit and tat. There is too much expensive gaming shit and tat that I want to own in my life. I already have a portal gun replica just on my sofa because one day I'll probably do a cosplay with it, maybe. But I'm just like, yeah, I have that, but I could start a collection. I could have a wall with, like, the £600 replica guns from the Geth in Mass Effect and a... Could have a needler from Halo up there. It'd be I'm great, scared to it? get into replica guns. I, I'm bad enough with the statues. Like I, I ordered the like Sony's been really good at selling extra shite as well lately. Their their PlayStation Store has some amazing stuff. I got the Journey statue from them, and I pre-ordered one of the Bloodborne statues. Um, I haven't got room for these statues. My my wife is very concerned. <laughs> Neca soon the the toy makers they're doing a life-size fucking fa- alien egg that lights up with a face hugger in it soon and alex has said i'm gonna live in the garage now she says <laughs> i I've gotta to go and live in there i used amongst, to be amongst the doritos and the dust yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i used to be far too bad at buying replica swords from video games and anime my parents attic has probably <laughs> about a dozen swords in it so, you know, if if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, I know where to go to get some blunt, but fairly heavy and hefty metal sword replicas to go whack stuff with. Yeah, zombies got yeah. soft heads. I've got exactly. um Hitting I've got the, the Chaos I got the Chaos Eater from Darksiders. THQ sent me that years ago. It's it's a bit damaged actually. Uh, it fell over once and a bit of the end broke off it, so I just kind of when something I have gets broken, I just shove. I don't even try and fix it. I just shove it in the corner and forget it exists because I get upset. But um, I've also got a replica. <laughs> also sent that's by That's a CHG. good way of approaching life in general. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, also sent by THQ. I mean, this is part of the reason why they went fucking bankrupt. I've got um, this has shown up on episodes of the Jimquisition. Um, uh, most recently, the. Uh, the Jim Dependence Day special episode is the replica chainsword from Warhammer 40,000, uh, which is a big life-sized fucking sword with chain teeth on it, and it's pretty cool. But I can't do I can't do the replica thing too much because it's I ain't got room for any of the I ain't got room for what I've got. It's bad. I, I already have no room for that kind of tap, but I hopefully will soon because I think the new flat's happening in like two weeks. Nice. So my office, I am just gonna do the thing that all of the nerds do, where like anytime I do one camera, it'll be like, oh, that's the IKEA bookshelves behind me where all of the nerd shit is. Yep, yep. So <laughs> I'm gonna actually have a room that I can like confine all of my nerd shit to, and I won't get in trouble for getting more nerd shit because it'll be in my office. Will be in there. That's how it starts. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now my office is full, and 
and it's going to start bleeding out elsewhere, and then I'm going to get divorced. That's my story. <laughs> is, is, are you getting divorced because of the tat, or is it just an unconnected thing? It's like, I'm going to get like Oh, yeah, no, that was a joke as part of that. That wasn't a, a sudden impromptu announcement of troubles in my relationship. Exactly. I am you're a degenerate those, scumbag. You're one of those polyamorous degenerates, and as such, there is no way you will ever hold down a relationship because, you know. Degenerate. Ah. I tell you, I, the, the reactions of that's been incredible. It I'm has like, been amazing to watch. Like, that, is that really the thing where people were like, "No, I don't, I don't uh, like Jim Sterling anymore." Yeah. He I watch him fuck a pile of pogs, and that's yeah. fine. But on another the, consenting adult, fuck. On that topic, the polyamorous, polyamorous, polyamorous relationship. Polyamorous. It sounds like the name of a fucking black metal band or something. <laughs> But anyway. I would go see a black metal band <laughs> called Polyamorous. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't be able to read the name anyway, so you wouldn't know what they were called. It's like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it would have to be like the Norwegian word for polyamorous. I wonder oh, what yeah, the Norwegian word is for everywhere. polyamorous. Anyway. I don't know, I think, I think the Norwegian word for anything is you just put umlauts on everything. Yeah, Schner, poly, schnurgen, amorous, schmergensens. But anyway. Yes. Uh, so, again, cannot spoil anything, but you know how you get followers in Fallout? And mm-hmm. you know the way you can like have relationships with lots of them and stuff? And oh, yes. there's a certain place uh, that you are in near the start of the game. And if you go back there later with one of your companions, uh, they actually make comments about it. And it's really <gasps> interesting, nice touch oh. that they put that in. Yeah. Oh. I, I was like so well. I was so surprised mm-hmm. when I went back there and my companion commented on it. And I was like, "Wow!" Well, see, that's that's really nice as a reassurance that this wasn't just something that was an accident. That this was no. Let's let's let this be a thing. Mm. So that's nice to know. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's good to know that Bethesda are also degenerates. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so yeah. Sh- I've been sh- enjoying all of that. That's been fun. Um, especially, it's coming from the same. The same mentality of people who have a go at me and others like me for clutching our pearls and being easily offended and Puritans about things. And then suddenly I'm the degenerate and the the despicable one and, yeah, and, but it's, and the it's, depraved it's one. It's different when they're offended by yeah. something because their offence is legitimate. Ours is just all played up because we want, you know, we want to be you offended know all the time. My only contribution to this topic is I'm still really, really enjoying not being on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I really can't blame you. Twitter, I actually, Twitter's I don't fun. get it on Twitter now. Like a lot of, a lot of, let's, let's not beat around the bush, Trump supporters... <laughs> Whether or not they support Trump or not, that's what I'm going to call them. They, Trump they might supporters. Not support Donald Trump, but they support the act of farting because that's what they yes. verbally do. Yes, they are just Trumps. I'm just yeah. human Trumps. Trump lumps. Um, Trump Trump lumps. Grumpy Trump lumps. <laughs> Trumpy frumpy Trump lumps uh, have um, found my Ask FM page, and my God, it's been unbelievable. Between between people calling me. Um, uh, a lover of a lover of rape because I think that we should uh, be nicer to refugees. Those two go wow. together apparently oh, now. Oh goodness! My favourite one of these I saw was when you had the messages that were basically, um, "Don't you know if you are positive and supportive of people who are Muslim, then 
they're gonna they're gonna lock you up because the Muslims <laughs> the Muslims don't like you, Jim. They're gonna they're well, gonna hate you. you. They're gonna bomb you. You remember I'm a like, few weeks ago I did a charity thing for Syrian refugees. Yeah. This yeah. week on Twitter I had someone accuse me of funding nefarious. Uh, what was it? Funding nefarious things. My 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 favorite one of these recently was I saw someone on Twitter complaining about like oh we should stop Syrian refugees from you know going to a, like going to countries like America, and the tweet you know sometimes you see on tweets like sent from iPhone, uh, I was like hmm, wasn't Steve Jobs a Syrian refugee? Am I right about this? Because I'm pretty sure you're using a device made by a Syrian refugee who went to America. To complain about how Syrian refugees shouldn't come to it's America. It's fucking bullshit. Uh, and the, the states are here. Like, I don't want to go... I know people will get annoyed if we go too heavy on the politics. But but I'm like... Especially these people who are like, Oh, man, when the Muslims come over and take over, um, they're going to string you up for being a degenerate. They won't approve of your lifestyle. I'm like, I live in the Bible Belt. Do you not? Do you not think... That I already have this stuff, like, enough. You're already aware of, like, hey, every religion has extremists. Uh, Christians also have a look it's around nonsense. me. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. I mean, if you're mm. gonna... Like, I don't, I don't want to be... I don't want to be too overly political and stuff today. Because I had enough of that yesterday. But if you're one of these fucking Daily Mail reading fucking... Equating all all people with the actions of some people, while especially being hypocritical about it with Christianity and, and everything else, right? Just don't listen to this anymore and fuck off. Like I'm, I'm, I'm over it. You'll be replaced. You probably dicks. by now have a good idea if you're going to enjoy listening to us or not. So there's that. But we got very heavy and didn't talk about <laughs> video games. So yeah. I'm going to do the thing I do and make a hard left yeah, turn. Yeah, this, this is the episode where I was going to be all funny and shit later. And now like half of the that's, people have tuned out because we went that, all that's political. Fine. That's fine. We'll still, be, we'll still give you your chance to be funny and shit in a bit, Gav. Should we talk about some video game news from the week? What video? Oh yes, that's yeah, what the show's those, about. Those yeah, things yeah. That the, this show's allegedly about. Uh, <laughs> there was a Nintendo Direct happened like ten minutes after we finished the last uh, that bonus episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, some stuff happened. Let Let's start with Linkle. Linkle. Uh, I, I think Jim likes Linkle. Are you? Oh, Linkle. Is this gonna? Is this now gonna be something that's not a Zelda game, and yet it's some kind of spin-off fucking Tash toy? Gab, no, Gab, well, Gab, maybe. Gab, Gab, yeah. It's not a new. It's nothing to do with a new Zelda game, is it? They didn't. I bet they well, didn't know anything about that. Okay, here here is the rundown of all the Zelda stuff that happened, like as quickly as I can make it happen. Linkle. Um, a load of new content for Triforce Heroes, which was that 3DS multiplayer Zelda game that people are very mixed on. Um. Twilight Princess HD is happening for the Wii U, which kind of got leaked ages ago anyway, so no one was too excited. We got about 15 seconds of footage for the Wii U Zelda, which uh, basically it was still main character on a horse in a field. It's a Wii U game in 2016. So the and, same footage or? Uh, no, new footage oh. of new basically footage, the same The same thing. subject. Right. <laughs> um, you could glean from that footage if you freeze-framed it, oh, this protagonist has a much larger sword than previous Zelda protagonists have had. That's a thing we can analyse. And then the big thing, which is the 3DS port of Hyrule Warriors, which is like Jim's favourite game ever, is getting a character called Linkle. Linkle! Who is 
basically female Link. Link girl! Uh, she has dual crossbows and ah. she looks pretty badass. Um, and the thing that's kind of okay, cool so about... Okay, so this isn't a toy yeah. then. Just a toy. No, 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 it's no, actually this, a cat, a new character. Yeah, this is Linkle. This is a, this is Linkle! a playable. This is, this is a playable <laughs> character that's being added to the 3DS port of Hyrule Warriors. Uh, we saw little bits of like uh, art for them in the Hyrule Warriors art book that came out, and basically, it's like, yeah, this is this is the female version of Link. You want a female Link? This is her. She's called Linkle. The creep, and, the, the weirdest. Yeah. I was going to say creepiest. It's not really creepy as much as it's just weird. Is people predicted? the presence of, um, I guess, sort of a, a, a female alternative to the male Link. Um, by looking at some artwork for the, the new Hyrule, the 3DS Hyrule Warriors, mm. which showed a crossbow in the background. No, no actual outline, silhouette, shape, body part of the character. There's just a crossbow poking out from behind another character. And apparently some people were like, girl Link, innit? Yeah. And, and and they were right. <laughs> they they were bang on the fucking money. And well, I think the the thing was like before that the Hyrule Warriors art book had come out in Japan and there had been some sketches vaguely of female uh. Link that had a crossbow, but had never been shown like as like a person they would add, and then they were just like, Oh, crossbow in that trailer. Female Link's gonna be God, in it, innit? God damn Nintendo catering to the social gym warriors. <laughs> <laughs> so uh first of all Linkle, terrible name. I love the character. Um, Honestly, I'm over the name. Like, yeah, I, I get why people don't like it, but I, there's been worse. I know that some. The best thing about it is people have been saying that Linkle sounds like Lincoln Tingle, which suggests <laughs> she might be like. I don't know if Tingle can get pregnant, but Tingle seems capable of so Linkle, many things. Linkle sounds like a thing that elderly people do together when they're in bed. Like, lick my wrinkle, Linkle. That's 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 a mental image I needed, Gav. Thank you. <laughs> Why is that not a porn like film already? If I, lick if my I do wrinkle. A Zelda song. It's going to be called "Lick My Wrinkle." We're going to get to uh, to to porn titles later. Don't you worry, listeners. <laughs> I love but, pornography. Uh, my my favorite thing that I've seen about the name, and it's not in any way based in like we don't. Th- it's not going to happen or anything. But I found it hilarious was basically someone had done a comic of a transgender female Link who was asked what their name was and panicked and just blurted out the first female-sounding variant of their name that they could think of. (laughs) And they're like, oh, fuck, no, I'm stuck with this. And I I found that endlessly amusing, the idea of just like, what's your name? Uh, uh, Linkle! Link, yes. Link Arena. You know, there are there are other variations of names you could. They go should with, have I'm sure. honestly. Like, I don't mind Linkle. I, I it's mm. grown on me. Um, but it's, it's should not... have just called her Link. Well, should have just said Link. I, other Link. I initially was saying that they should just call this character Link. Pink Link. And I did get turned around on this. Some people did give me like responded to me, and I was like, oh, actually, I do see your thinking here. Which mm-hmm. is basically, if you call this character um, Link, they will never. Just be Link. They will always be female Link in the same way mm-hmm. that you've got That's Shepherd true, yeah. and Fem Shep. That makes and sense. By giving this character a slightly <clears throat> different name, you don't see like everyone defaulting to calling them Fem Link. Mm. Yeah, and they actually have a name of their own. Which, they are their own character. Yeah, yeah, which certainly helps for like getting around the idea of like uh, which ones the, the obviously male Link's the default. Obviously, but it gets around some of the 
the baggage that calling both of them Link comes I with. I think it. a lot yeah, of that sure. is to do with the advertising yeah. and stuff as well. Like, I would imagine for the next Mass Effect, they'll, given Bioware's history with Inquisition and stuff, they will probably have both of the genders of whatever our new character is, who apparently their name is in yeah, Meat, but I didn't look is, that up. Yeah, that is a bit of news this week, and we'll get there in a second. Mm. Um, like, but, the uh, name of that character may well have been le- le- leaked, and a lot of stuff's linking to that. I, I, I thought you were about I, to say they might, the new character might be called Linkle. I wish the new character in Mass Effect was called Linkle. That would make my day. Linkle. Like, the only other thing I want to say about Linkle, and I've been saying this since we first saw Zelda Wii U, and I'm still, like, crossing my fingers for this. Linkle! Uh, you know how, uh, when we first saw Zelda Wii U shown off, that's a more feminine-looking Link than normal, wearing a different sort of outfit to normal, like a cape with a with a green hood and primarily using projectiles and bows rather than swords in the trailer. And then we saw the reveal of Linkle, who is a more feminine-looking version of Link, who wears a, a cape with a hood that is green and she's actually projectiles. A, and actually a pretty cool character design. I'm just looking her up there now. Yeah, she looks pretty cool. So I'm still, like crossing my fingers for Linkle as playable in Zelda Wii U. That would be fun. I'd like so, that. So, guys, even here's a question. Linkle isn't the only protagonist, I want Linkle to be playable. Why is it whenever there's, like, fan art of a character in anime style, they always look 12 and they always look vaguely ashamed? Like, there's um, a Linkle art here that's curled up in a ball with sad-looking big puppy eyes looking very ashamed with red cheeks. What is I, that about? <laughs> I, I, I think the, the, the age is because it's impossible to draw anime where people don't look 12. And the fact they look ashamed is because they're aware that they're, they've been drawn like an anime. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I love anime, but, you know, I, I can understand a little bit of shame for being i got to say, the Linkle, the Linkle porn came quick. Yes, it yeah, did. Probably not the here, only thing that came there's quick. There's a big, big booty Linkle here. Some of that Linkle art is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys I mean, that? I'm not saying I was looking up Linkle Paul. No, neither am and I. I, I just genuinely those... didn't. I'd admit it if I was. Well, it comes but, up when um, you just Google the, the name Linkle. It's hard not to. Yeah, like I saw um, various Facebook uh, posts. Um, Holy shit. How long ago was this character announced, by the way? Uh, like literally last week. Yeah, like Holy shit. Hours. And the, amount, was, the amount of fan about, art already. Yeah. I think it was about Crazy. two hours after we recorded that bonus questions episode. About two hours later, this character got announced. There's like pages yeah. and pages of fan art already. Oh yeah, yeah like within people... hours, like the fan art was coming in tremendously. And, and now, as you say, you look you you look up Linkle yeah. on Google Image Search, and it's just wow. it's there is a huge female fan base for Zelda that have been waiting for this moment, and are like, mm. right, this is real. Fuck it, let's get our drawing tablets out. And I'm very glad that that's the case. There's some amazing uh, fan art, though, of Linkle already. Yeah. Like, some of it's... The stuff that isn't big booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some amazing stuff. Uh, very very quick, like, Nintendo news to rush through for the other bits. Uh, yeah. Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow are coming to Virtual Console on 3DS. Uh, mm. People have been waiting for that for a while. You can, you can digitally, wirelessly battle and trade. And the other bit we got was uh, Clouds coming to Smash Brothers. Which uh, people got mad about for some reason. Yeah, that was. Were they were they mad? Because well, I'll, I'll be honest, I've not followed. I only caught the headlines because I was out of the house when it. Um, there, there's all a, there's, the stuff went. Yeah, down. 
basically a chunk of people who don't buy Nintendo consoles got really upset because they were basically like, why is Cloud in Smash Brothers? Final Fantasy VII's never been on a Nintendo console. What what, what sense does this make? It's ruined. It's wasted on was Nintendo it, fans. Was it, was it a slap in the face to fans, Laura? <laughs> it was a slap in the face to fans. I think, I think you'll find. And uh, my favourite thing that sprouted out of that was all of the people who were just tweeting the image from The Simpsons, old man yells at cloud. <laughs> and that made yeah. me smile a lot. So uh, that was Nintendo Direct. Uh, yeah, Gavin, you mentioned Mass Effect Andromeda, the uh, the name of the yeah, protagonist here's, might well here's be where we switch. Here's where we switch places, because I've been talking with you about the Nintendo news, and now you're going to talk about Mass Effect. So me and Gavin basically swap. We clock off and on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to take a step back, and you, y'all can talk about Mass Effect. Well, That's I right. don't know the name, so... Okay, uh... the name um, is Ryder. Rider? Oh no, it's yes. not. It's not. It, it's Rider. It's not and, Rider. Come on, okay, it's do you, not. Do you That's know a joke. Why, this is a troll. Wanna, it can't be Rider. Do you want to know the, what's going on here? So I'll tell you the whole story. Um, mm. People were freeze-framing that M7 Day trailer from um, for Mass Effect Andromeda that appeared to show nothing. And about 44 seconds in, there is a shot of like the, the deck of a ship. And on the side are some dog tags. And the dog tags appear to say the word Rider. Now, the supporting evidence for this, um, first of all, the E3 trailer that first showed off um, that first showed off Mass Effect Andromeda had a Johnny Cash song playing in the background. That mm-hmm. Johnny Cash song is called um, Ghost Riders in something or other. It's something about Ghost Riders. Rider. No, um, that's so it's just, go- it's, no. It's Ghost Riders something or other is the name of the song. And at the time, like the Mass Effect people were saying we specifically chose that song because it's of some importance to Mass Effect Andromeda. You're going to walk it, in, like, your your friends will walk in and you'll be like, damn, CJ, can't you see I'm getting it on with this Azari Biat here? <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, and then the, the other things that it seems to play into potentially are that um, the first American woman in space was um, Sally Ride, I think her name was. Oh, and come on, people- no, that, no, I'm sorry, this is a troll. Because right, that's this. This cannot be. This has to be a troll. Oh, no, Sally Ride, the, yeah, as in that, from no. Ride Sally Ride, the song. No, as in the name of an actual female astronaut who was the first American female astronaut in space. Wait, that's actually was her name. Yeah, Sally Ride. No way. Legitimate actual name. You can go look up. But was the song about her? Uh, quite possible. I've never looked that All up. All you want to do ride... is ride around, yeah. Sally. Right, Sally, right. <laughs> if right, Sally, seen the right is about an astronaut, I'm going to be really excited now, actually. That's really cool. Um, and the, the theory goes that the reason that um, it was Jennifer Hale, female Shepard's voice actor, rather than Mark Mir, who did the N7 voiceover, is because, uh, because it's a reference to the first female American astronaut. It's like, oh, it all comes together. Basically, everything's pointing at Ryder. Either R-Y-D-E-R or R-I-D-E-R. If it's R-Y-D-E-R, that will be... I'm sorry, I just... I think it's a bad name anyway. I, I prefer it to Shepard. And but you know why I prefer it to But if it's Ryder with a Y, that'll just be just too edgy as well, and okay. I don't I, like it. I prefer I Ryder like it. to... I prefer Ryder to Shepard as, as a uh, Mass Effect name. Just because Commander Shepard is far too obvious as like an allegory name, 
like when you call the character shepherd, it's like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna collect all the people together and bring them together and be it's in not, charge of, of where they go because they're the shepherd. Yeah, but no, no Irish person is gonna be able to play this game and take it seriously if the character's called Ryder. <laughs> uh, fine, fine. But yeah, oh, please, oh, the, Bioware, the, please don't call your character Ryder. Yeah. Please oh, don't call them Ryder. Also, for the, for the Johnny Cash song being called Ghost Rider something or other, uh, Ghost is also a synonym of Spectre. So, oh, Rider's going to be a Spectre. Oh. Hmm. Theories on the internet. But yeah, it seems pretty pretty certain they're going to be called Rider. So have fun with that, Gavin. Have fun. <laughs> uh, what other news was there this week? Jim, Battlefront, yes. Battlefront came out this week. You've yep. been playing that, right? Yes, I have. I've been playing what, what? it. I've actually got my review drafted up as we record. Um, that'll be up before this podcast goes up. In that um, case, do you want to tell us what you think about it? It's I'm frustrated in trying to talk about it because I fucking love it. Like, like I have not had this much fun in a multiplayer online shooter in years. Like, literally years. Um, I, like, a lot of games have passed me by a lot of online shooters have passed me by but this one really grabbed me and spoke to me um and and i've just been loving it like i love the the different game modes it, i love being emperor palpatine running around like mr burns um that's all fun like it's a damn fun game but every time i talk about it and as i've done in the review just the shadow of the expansion pass, the season pass, and the DLC is like looming over it to the point where it's like, like it affects the game because I know that in a few weeks' time or however long it is till the stuff starts hitting, everything that I've come to know and love about the game will be changed because the user base will be fractured because they've got 16 maps coming. Like, this isn't like your usual season pass where it's like, you know extra DLC and expansion-y stuff. It's like, they're doing what Splatoon did, but Splatoon didn't charge for it. Here, it's 50 bucks to get the stuff that's looking to be essential to the continued enjoyment of the game, which means that the real MSRP of Star Wars Battlefront is not 60 bucks, but $110, basically. It's basically that problem that, like, I kind of laughed months ago when we were seeing the infographics of, like, uh, the original Battlefront compared to this one and, like, the, the raw numbers of what this one has and what that one has. And that seemed funny until you realize, oh, they are going to bring those numbers in line with each other. We are going to have as much as the old games. You're just going to get it in fragmented chunks over the next six months being charged an extra game's worth of price to get it. Yeah, and it's like, I can't, like, like I, don't, I don't often talk about review scores in the text of my review, but I felt like I had to really qualify what I'm doing with this one. Um, because the fact I didn't just slap a five or lower on it out of sheer angry principle and annoyance at how exploitative the game is speaks volumes about how great a game it actually is at its core. Like, how fundamentally, I love this thing. The fact I can't give it more than a seven speaks volumes about how bad the the shadow of DLC uh, is looming over the whole thing. Like it's simultaneously mm. one of the most fun shooters I've ever played, and one of the worst examples of business models getting in the way of the game that I've ever seen. So this... I mean, I'm really caught between mm. these two frames of mind here. E- even though I haven't played the game yet. I can pretty confidently say I get exactly how how you feel. 
in that this sounds exactly how I felt trying to review Guitar Hero Live. In that it is one of my favourite music rhythm games in a long, long time. I absolutely fucking love that game. But I found it really hard to recommend because there was the looming shadow of, oh, all of this content is gated away in a really weird way that makes it really hard to access unless you want to spend money. And that was, ooh, yeah. I I have some sympathy for you, Jim. Yeah, like it's it's tough, and it's I, I'm keep I, I I keep playing it. I will keep playing it. Like I'm I'm having so much fucking fun with it, and I found a game mode that I'm like fucking the best at. And I never get to say that about competitive games, but the Droid Run mode, like, just seems made for me. It's like everything I want in a game mode, and like Splatoon, the starting content hasn't bored me. It's been enough to keep me going. Uh, but Splatoon had all this free stuff promised for the next few weeks and months. Uh, so it was like, this is really good to start with and it's only going to get better. Whereas here it's like, this is really good to start with and unless I pay another 50 bucks, it's probably going to get worse for me. And and I'm going to be even more restricted and stuff. So it's like, I just it just annoys me because I know that EA only did it because they... they could get away with it. They learned. Yeah. With, they, they, about... they have learned with destiny that they can get away with unbelievable shit. Well, yeah, they, they have I mean, the benefit they talk here about of this is Star Wars year as well, so they can get away with a hell of a lot. They can do what they want because it's Star Wars hype is huge. It's abusing the name to make mm. more money. I mean, they talk about how games are too expensive to make, and they oh, they need season passes, they need DLC. The games that actually need it never get treated like this. It's the games that were already guaranteed to turn a profit to make their money back that that are the most exploitative. It's not about need, it's about want. I've said that many times, and I will keep saying it. It's not about need, it's about want. Sorry, Gavin, I just just got on a fucking tear. That's all right. (laughs) I was just going to ask, is anyone making um, a a campaign-based Star Wars game? Because it seems like a missed opportunity if there isn't. The last... The last one was cancelled. It was I forget what it, it was. Thirteen thirteen. That's it. Thirteen thirteen. It was this um, really promising looking campaign based sort of set in the underworld. Was I've always found the the Star Wars underworld the most interesting facet of it. Mm. Uh, but I believe it didn't it get like, outright cancelled. It got outright cancelled. But we kind yes, of got so. the news this week that EA are working on a bunch more Star Wars games, and they're also working on a. Um, an Assassin's Creed-style third-person action game as well, so it seems like they are turning... Like, they cancelled one really promising Star Wars game, only to a couple of years later realise, oh, that is actually a really valuable property to own. Let's let's start making some new ones again. Mm. It seem, it really seems like a missed opportunity that there isn't a big push towards a campaign-based one. Because not yeah. everyone likes multiplayer. I mean, I know it's probably more popular than single player at this point among console players but like i don't know i think seems like like, it would sell if if you'd offered me a single player star wars campaign right now i'd have taken it and i'd have been Mm. very excited about that i'm really not that into multiplayer and like as much as i hear that this is a really faithful like recreation of the feel of Star Wars. Oh, it's got it's, all of that. It's, it's got just all the not grabbing. It's just not grabbing me. Me too, Laura. I I would I would feel the same. Like right right now, I would honestly rather go back and play The Force Unleashed because at least then I feel like I am taking part in a Star Wars story rather than, well, I'm shooting a bunch of stuff and that's cool and it sounds like a Star Wars. That's just not quite as for me. Yeah, you can be. And, and threat, I'll use this platform to say now I'm not doing a battle. 
Efron song, so don't ask because there's no story in it, so I won't be doing a song. So no. Well, there is. They want one. They're just gonna. There's no. I I have no doubt in my mind you'll probably do a Force Awakens one closer to that. Later, I'll do it later when the Blu-ray comes out. You should do a a Battlefront song because that has all the story of all of the Star Wars. You know what? I could shit out a song that goes on about shooting at things in Battlefront, and it would probably do millions of views, but. Thankfully, I'm not at a place where I need to do that right now. <laughs> well, that's nice to know. Um, so, yeah, that that happened. Um, bad news for SteamOS. Um, apparently, games run worse on SteamOS than they do on Windows. If you have comparable hardware, you're better off on Windows than on Valve's very own operating system for running games. Bad Gaben. <sighs> bad Gaben. Uh... Gaben's Gaben Gaben's losing his uh, you know Gaben's falling from grace this year. They're yeah, gonna have to this, announce Half Life Three. This this is really weird news because like the whole idea, as I understood it, of um, Steam OS is like okay, it's a Linux based um, operating system. Uh, because we're focused on using it to run games, we're gonna have less of the overhead stuff of an operating system. More of your operating system can be set aside for, for actually running the game. This is you know what it is? And Valve Valve is turning into Rapture because they just <laughs> this is what happens when you let your staff run wild. <laughs> In a few yeah. years, I'm telling you, people will go and explore Valve HQ and it'll be a dystopia. All the the staff will be like <laughs> going around in virtual reality stuff really murdering each other. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's all a bit weird cuz like in theory the trade-off was you get less games supported because it you know it's a Linux distro but the trade-off is the games that run will run better. And it seems that's not the case. Like hardware for hardware Steam OS is worse than Windows for running games. Hooray. Well done. Well done folks. We did it. Yep, you built an operating system just for games. And it's not good at that. Oh, Valve. Um, silly billies. Yeah. What, yeah. what else have we got this week? Um, oh, we probably should have mentioned this earlier. This is the last podcast of our first year of podcasts. Because this would have been... Uh, this is week 52 of the podcast, even though it's episode 53, because we did a bonus one. Uh, yeah. That makes it like our fourth milestone in like two weeks. Yeah, we've got all sorts of little milestones happening. We should like we should spend half an hour talking about how great we are now. Yeah, we we just finished doing a doing a first year, so good for good on us. Yeah, I think we probably said everything in the bonus questions one that we needed to say about this kind of topic. But mm. yeah, we've been doing these for a year now. It seems. I'm Shit glad people like the uh, I'm glad people like the bonus questions one. That was a lot of fun oh, to do. Yeah. It was a great episode to do. It, yeah. it was a lot of fun, and it seems like people really enjoyed that one. So maybe maybe in the future we can do another of those because yeah. went over well during a slow news week. Pretty much, um, but yeah, we've been doing this for a year now. Uh, what else did we have on? The, Although on every the week's a slow news week, if you believe comments on video games. So this is the thing, right? <laughs> They'll put up some news, and people go, "Oh, slow news day today." I'm like. Do you realise you're reading a video game news website? <laughs> There's yeah. no such thing as a bollocks, slow news mate. day. <laughs> I used to get that all the time. It's like, um, if I do a... I, I still get it on Jimquisition sometimes. Like, if I do a topic that's closer to my heart, that I'm like, you know, I don't want to do another episode about microtransactions, so I'll do something a bit more timeless or something based on the past. And then it's like, oh, was it a slow news week, Jim? 
Oh goodness! I just, I just I, wanted to do something. I, I usually get that when I write news about like, um, let's say genres that aren't as popular as other mainstream genres. Like, if I ever write about a raw, uh, uh, about a racing game or a sports game, everyone's like, "Oh, slow news week." I'm like, no. Sometimes people out there want news about this genre. <laughs> I used to get it on Dest- when I worked at Destructoid. I'd get comments like that all the time because I like to write a lot of bollocks. Yeah, and. You know, not even news posts. I'd make stuff up because it amused me, because it was funny. And then it'd get, all oh, slow news day. I'm like, no, I just did something because it was funny. Like I wanted to do something creative for once. You know what? Yeah. I'm, now, I'm now a massive hypocrite because I was just looking at Twitter and Kotaku just put out an article. You can upgrade the silver shroud armor in Fallout 4. And my immediate thought was, wow, slow news day. Yeah. Uh, it, it obviously isn't hasn't been a short news week because you know what headline we had this week that would have only come out at the busiest news week Fallout 4 caused a massive drop in porn searches on Pornhub when it came out video game news everyone too too yeah. busy to fap too busy to fap like yeah. here's the thing surely you could you can multitask you could play some Fallout one handed you could do that that's now nah, they. That, it's the the <coughs> well, Fallout Three. I mean, if you did max out your vats, you pretty much could play that game with one hand. I know because <laughs> I did it once or twice while drinking tea. But Fallout Three or Four isn't quite so generous with vats. But you know, <laughs> no, it isn't. Um, yeah, it's one of those news stories that's it's it's in the list, and I know I'm playing into their hand by doing this. But it always amuses me how, like, writing it destructoid. Probably two to three times a week, I'll get an email from a porn company trying to spin some story to be about video games. Mm-hmm. Pornhub's and, really good at it oh, as well. Porn like, does Pornhub does really good I infographics. Love, I love Pornhub because they try and tie into video games so much. Isn't Pornhub where all the Fallout 4 leaked footage ended up? <laughs> yes, it is, which is probably why they were aware of it. But mm-hmm. they, um, they once tried to turn a new story into... Um, basically because browsers... On, I think the Xbox One and PS4 were allowing certain Flash-based media. Um, Pornhub sent out a press release that was along the lines of Pornhub now available on Xbox One and PS4, <laughs> like spinning it as if this was an official thing. Um, which, and I think I did a story on it because why the fuck? Not? Pornhub, are, Pornhub are really good at like understanding ways that they can shoehorn themselves into other demographics, and my god, they are good at finding catchy headlines. I like yeah, Pornhub's like, uh, advertising attitude because they take all the kind of shame out of porn. <laughs> they honestly like, do yeah, have a good watch attitude. More porn. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I res- as a company, and and I mean, as much as I can ever respect a company, I do have a certain level of respect for Pornhub. Um, just as you say, for that attitude that they have, they're very open and very, um, just very not making a big deal out of the fact that it's porn and you should be ashamed of it or anything. It's just very much hooray pornography. Like, uh, people which, fucking. Yeah, which yeah. which is good. People, people like to do that. People like to watch it happen. It's good that that is catered to. And if Pornhub would like to, I don't know, send premium subscriptions our way as a way of thanking us for talking about them, um, I are you, would are you say going no back to, to trying to do this? Because what didn't you try and do this with Dismal Jesters? You tried to get sex toys sent to you. I I tried and succeeded to get several sponsorship deals together, like. When I tried to get Monster Energy to sponsor the show, and John Soda stepped in and sent me a load of stuff. Um, 
Actually, speaking of that, a fan... We're talking back again about the, the, the video I did on Fallout and Polyamory. Um, a guy who makes, uh, like, BDSM toys was like, maybe I'm reading too much into the Jimquisition persona, but would you like uh, some stuff? And I'm like, <laughs> yes! Yes, I would! I am now so very jealous that's... I didn't get offered anything. Goodness. So we'll, we'll put this out there now. Porn, Pornhub or sex toy people... You want a sponsorship? Hit us up. We we are interested in listening to your proposals. I really hope yeah, your mum isn't listening to this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I really hope not. So I'm just going to kind of jump ahead to this, like a little bit. We got a couple of news stories to squeeze out of the way before, like questions. Really, my mum sent in a question for Podquisition this week, and I have no idea if the fuck she's going to listen to this. But I put out the tweet as I do every week, and my mum sent me a tweet that was genuinely about video games and her experiences with them. I'm like, wait a second, you're not gonna listen to this, are you? Don't don't do that. Don't you don't want to do that, mum. We we ruined that now. Yeah. So my my mum's question for podquisition this week was, how do I release myself from the addictive grip of Ingress, which is an iOS game in which you use GPS data to go and hack portals in the real world? She wants to know how to stop being addicted to an iOS game. Break your phone. By Fallout Four. <laughs> yes, okay, mum, you've got mum, if you're listening, go buy Fallout 4. If you need a console to play it on, I'll lend you one. Go play Fallout 4 and that'll get you off Ingress. There there we go. It will also get you with... off food, sleep, work. Porn, apparently. Porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there we go. My mother may or may not be listening, and next week will probably be very interesting if she tells me <laughs> she's been listening. It's like, yep, this is where the podquisition falls apart. This is the last episode I ever do because I can't do it because my mum listens now. Because you, because <laughs> you ground it. <laughs> I, I, I would probably just be ashamed. I'd be like, no, I can't talk about like stories about shitting myself or anything anymore because my mum listens. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you just gotta mention that just in case she is listening. I just, know. I'm, I'm just gonna try and put her off as much as possible. You don't want to listen to this show. It's a bad idea, Mum. You don't want to be here. Turn back like now while you still can. It's mostly about shit, so don't, don't. Indeed, listen. it's it's not, it's, it's not a good show for you to listen to for for advice for getting away from your iOS game. <laughs> she might listen all the time though, because Mums love me. Now my mum seems she's listened to a few of my podcasts. She like she 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 got addicted to this iOS game because she listened to an episode of a show I do called The Geek Night In. So she's occasionally like dipped her toe into podcasts I do. So I don't know whether she's gonna listen to this hoping for an answer. Well, I guess we, we time will tell. Time, time will tell if you're listening. But since we were talking sorry. about porn. Since we were talking about porn yeah. and everything, um, I believe Gavin's got something for us. Oh, do we want to jump ahead to this question? <laughs> okay, yes, so we, let's, let's do it. Let me, let me find the question, because there's a, there's a question here from Benjamin Fjorland. There's a little slash through the O, and I don't know how you pronounce that slash through the O. But Benjamin Fjorland wants to ask, what game would you like to see made into a pornographic piece of media and what would it be called and i put this question in the topic list not expecting anyone to pay any attention to it because neither of you two ever bother to read the, t the questions <laughs> gavin went away and drafted up a 22 item list of video game pornography titles yeah i got carried away do, do you want to do you want to kick us off gavin i can i can yeah yeah this this 
Some of these are better than others now, I have to say. But uh, we'll start with some of the obvious ones, right? Like, obviously, we're going to go with Dark Holes, Shitman, Scat Solution, uh, The Wanking Dead, uh, Bitcher 3, Reviled Cunt. Um, day- oh, God. <laughs> Oh, it gets worse. It gets much worse. Okay, Gavin, continue. <laughs> now, so I must warn you, some of these are a little bit dark. Uh, a little bit. The Elder Holds Five Guy Rim. Day of Sex. I, I quite like that one, actually. <laughs> Day of Sex Human Prostitution. Uh, mm-hmm, womb yeah. Raider, that's an obvious one. Yeah. That, that's a classic. Uh, Call of Duty Black Cocks. <laughs> Call of Duty Jack Cops. Call of Duty Sack Slop Call of Booty Scat Plops <laughs> Right Oh god <laughs> The Vanishing of Ethan's Garter uh, oh, That's clever That's classy <laughs> Spear Esther uh, Piss on her <laughs> Gone Homo That's an obvious one Taints oh Flow can I just say Gone Homo is the best because it's so thematically appropriate. I'm so exactly, proud. Exactly, exactly. Uh. <laughs> Taints Flow, uh, mm-hmm. Quim City, and if you want to get the cum shot in Quim City, you have to log in online. <laughs> Sleeping with Dogs, Dragon's oh. Maid in Position, <laughs> Sister Shock 2. And to finish off, there's a few games that are just porno titles in themselves without any need for change. And those are mm-hmm. Watch Dogs and The Beginner's Guide. So there we go. <laughs> I feel really bad now that the only thing I can think of is Ass Effect. <laughs> like, that's, that's as good as I was. I was like, yeah, that, that's funny. And then just Gavin's like, no, here is like the laundry list of pre-prepared. Here is every <laughs> pornographic title you could imagine. Mm. I like I how many like... Call of Duty pawns there could be. You could almost analyze them. You could. <laughs> uh, Jim, pawn. I don't even know if I've got anything to add to that. That I, if I had the, if I'd have thought ahead, if I'd have been good like Gavin, maybe. But off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Yeah. This last couple of weeks. Gavin's actually been pretty good at looking at the question. You've got to catch up now, Jim. I know, I've got to step up my game. This is two shows in a row where Gavin has shown you up by doing some advanced research. Yeah. <laughs> the, the show's named after me, and I, well, named after one of my, you know, my, my popular show, and I, I don't do anything. <laughs> just yeah. sit here, just you're, laughing you're, and screaming. You're present, you, you do a bit of a the words at the beginning, you get us rolling. Um, so, other. Uh, the other things we have this week um, Two very quick stories to rush through Fallout 4 apparently sold a lot of copies uh, Shipped 12 million copies in its first day Cream Pinesty Warriors There you go <laughs> Well done, well done um, And in London, Square Enix tied eight people to a billboard for 24 hours And buffeted them with horrible weather conditions Because Tomb Raider Oh. Um, apparently they Microsoft's money well spent there. Yeah, they they were t- tied to a billboard by like a main road in London, and they mm-hmm. were they were like, oh, here's a lot of wind. We're gonna blow at you now. Here's some fake snow. Here's some extreme heat, and they could give up at any time, and whoever lasted the longest would win a Tomb Raider experience holiday, which I imagine means they take you quite near to an island, 
break the boat you're on, wash you up alone, and try and kill you. Yeah. Um, um, so... And I tell you what, though, that that advertising has done wonders because Tomb Raider, Resident Tomb Raider, has sold so well in the United Kingdom. What, hasn't what's it? it? Sixty thousand copies total. Oh no, really? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's bad. It has it is sold bad. very badly in the UK. I don't know how many of that is people waiting for PS4 and PC copies This is why launch. going exclusive is just such a bad idea. Oh. Well, they fucked themselves over at every step. Yeah. I mean, whatever Microsoft paid them better have been worth it because mm. not only did they go exclusive, they then made sure that to let everyone know it was a timed exclusive. So PS4 owners and PC owners didn't feel the need, if they were big on Tomb Raider, didn't feel the need to buy an Xbox One. Uh, yeah, I really want so to play the game. So they've undermined it there. But they, like um, 900 yeah, like, P, no if, thanks. Yeah, if this was if this was like a proper exclusive to the Xbox One, this would have been a system seller for me. As it is, it's like, well, can you wait three months to get it on PC? Because that's when, probably yeah, about how long you'll be you, waiting. When is the PC version? It's uh, the first quarter of next year, so it's probably going to be three to four months. All right, looks like imagine. looks like Tomb Raider song will be February March then, because I don't, yeah, I really, that... I don't. Even for the sake of the music video, I don't think the Xbox would do it yeah. as well as the PC would. You shouldn't have to buy a whole system to get something, especially the sequel to a game that was released everywhere. Yeah, um, unless the entire like, you can understand this with Halo and stuff like that, but yeah. for something like, that the first one came out multi-platform, it's shitty. It would. Be I mean, what's really stupid about the whole thing is, I feel like Square Enix have probably made money out of this, and they've done it by throwing Rise of the Tomb Raider under a bus. Like, clearly they must have cut some beneficial deal with Microsoft. I don't know what Microsoft got out of it. Something tells me they were the losing ones on this. But, I mean, we can't tell because they'll never tell us. Like, we have to only assume. My my Um, imagination here is that, basically, we know that the first Tomb Raider reboot in 2013 took about four months or so to become profitable. And, as such, it was probably a bit of a scary proposition for Square Enix to do a sequel. I can only imagine Microsoft threw money at them to like be like, hey, if you sell about how you sold before, with this extra money, you'll guarantee a profit. And now they've kind of shot themselves in the foot because, yeah, sales have really yeah, they cut not off... been good. Well, I mean, when you cut off two-thirds of your potential audience, it's not going to help. And then things aren't going to be two helped ter- two if thirds you release of your it existing, on the same day. Your existing yeah. audience. But if you then release the game on the same day as Fallout 4... It's really not going to work. Because then, not even Microsoft's going to like stick up for the game very much. Because out of the two things, if you were a platform holder, if you, if you owned a console and you had to choose between Fallout 4 and Tomb Raider to try and coax people to play a game on your system, you're probably, even though Tomb Raider's the exclusive, you're probably still going to put more effort into promoting Fallout 4 because it's the bigger game. And if you can get the Xbox brand attached to Fallout 4... You're gonna you're gonna go for that over and, Tomb Raider, and that they didn't even succeed at because no one was reviewing it on Xbox One, and then when <laughs> it came out, it was obvious that that was the worst of the three versions. So they didn't but do a good job just, there. But the whole thing was a shit show. Like clearly, Square Enix cut a deal that was good for them, um, but I feel like to get that deal, they just discarded Tomb Raider like they just and it's sad because it's a fucking great series and I feel again we say say this a lot when this shit pops up but I feel bad for the people who developed that game yeah the people who actually worked on that I'm really sorry that more people aren't experiencing it because 
it's very high in my game of the year contenders right now. I'm really pleased with that game. It's a damn great game, and I just I don't see it doing that great. I mean, even when it comes out on PS4, because by that time the marketing budget will be lessened, the hype will have died down, all that stuff. Like history has shown that when you like a late port job never does as well as it could have done at a launch thing, you know. It'll never do as well as launch, because the launch window is always the most crucial thing. Yeah. Who knows what will be out by the time Tomb Raider comes out on PS4. It, it, Rise of the Tomb Raider will be old news by then. Mm. It's just, it's not a good... It, it's Again, maybe it was a good deal for Microsoft, maybe it was a good deal for Square Enix. I don't particularly care. Both of those companies can go hang as far as I'm concerned. Any corporation could go hang as far as I'm concerned. It's a fucking bad deal for the game. And clearly this was a case of business being put well ahead of the actual game itself and the audience for that game. It was just a big fuck you to everything that really matters it's, in this whole It's equation. basically one big unfortunate mess. And yeah, it's not being great. It makes you wonder how they didn't see it coming. I mean, releasing the same day as a Bethesda game... How are you well, going to do they that? Like, probably went in the realm like with thinking that this is a very different audience than Fallout Four. No, there's no different audience than like Bethesda games are completely ubiquitous when they come out. The entire oh, game world. Out that, you say that Jesus we've just found them. out that if, if, we've just found out that porn can't compete with it. Yeah. Well, here's here's my thing. If I had to pick between just picking up Tomb Raider or Fallout Four at launch, I'd have picked up Tomb Raider. Yeah, but Laura, you're like, special. I am, I am the audience. Yeah, but that's what I you. mean. Like, there, there is an audience like me who exists, and there is an audience that is going to pick four, uh, that is going to pick Tomb Raider over. Fuck you. No, I, there's I, sixty. There's think, sixty thousand of you. I think that the. I, there's more than sixty thousand. There's all the PC and PS4 owners, but I think that there is. I mean, I see what you're saying, Laura, but yeah. I, I, do, I, I do side with Gavin on the fact that. As substantial as your audience, you know, the audience that would choose Rise of the Tomb Raider over Fallout 4, I don't think it's enough. No, I it's don't not think... Enough it still doesn't make, make it a good idea to release on the same it, day as a Bethesda I, game. Yeah. I don't think it is enough, obviously, having seen launch play out, but I can see how they might look at it and think that that audience is big enough. And that's what I'm saying, is that... Well, I... Square Enix is an arrogant mm. company as well. I mean, yeah. the way they sell their games and the way they the way they charge for their fucking re-released Final Fantasy games and stuff like all the Bravest and all the other stuff they pull and the augment your pre-order thing they tried to get away with. Square Enix thinks it shit doesn't stick. Oh, while we're on the topic of augmented pre-orders, uh, Deus Ex got delayed by like six months. I'm, I'm okay with this news. I mean, you know, as Cliffy B once wisely said on Twitter when um, he was talking about Gears 3, I think it was delayed, he said, a delayed game is delayed for a while, a shit game is shit forever. I think that's a, isn't that a variation on a quote that Miyamoto said at some point? It's a, it's extrapolated from what Miyamoto. Oh, was it Miyamoto? Said, Maybe yeah. he was quoting Miyamoto then. I don't he, know. He, he wouldn't have said shit if it was Miyamoto. But mm. yeah, the, Miyamoto, the original quote is a bad game is bad forever. Yeah, yeah. something, something to that. And effect, I would, I would but, like uh, the next Deus Ex to be a very, very good game. So I'm okay with the delay, honestly. Yeah, I. I'm, not, like, I'm usually good with delays. We've got too much going on gonna at last the moment, me anyway. Then anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow, exactly. And Dark Souls three. Oh yeah, and oh the uh, the the DLC for Bloodborne oh, is yeah. almost here. When is that's that coming what, out? In, like, I think that's the twenty first, so I think that's in like three days. 
God, we're spoiled this year. It's really soon. It's in the, the coming shit. days. This, I, I think this honestly is my favorite year ever for video games. It's been it has, crazy. It has been a very, very strong year. I will give it that. It's been a damn strong year for video games. Obviously, no Zelda Wii U, so it can't be the best year in video games. Obviously, <laughs> but yeah, should we should we do a couple of questions? Well, we yeah, why, why not? Why not? Let's let's do some questions. Uh, First question on the list this week. Let's ask a question from George Johnson wants to ask. Describe to us your perfect sandwich slash burger slash thing what is bits of bread with stuff in between. Hmm. Do either of you have a a favourite sandwich or a perfect sandwich? I do actually, yeah. Prawn mayo. Prawn mayo all the way. Ugh. You can't get them out here in the uh, in the US so much. So, if, if next time I'm in the UK, um, which will probably be about September next year, going straight to a Boots or a WH Smith, get me prawn mayo I, sandwich. I can see a Boots from right here. I could go get a prawn mayo sandwich like right now. Mm, I wouldn't because they're shit. But they're your shit. I've some oh, advice you, for you, you about what you're prawns. About. Actually, what's what's your advice about prawns? So. Uh, don't ever uh, go to New York and on your last night in New York go drinking with Try Hard Ninja and at 5 o'clock in the morning when you have to catch a flight at 9 o'clock in the morning start drinking more and have prawns and a tuna sandwich. <laughs> That's a very specific because piece in, of advice you in have. In three hours you may seriously regret that decision when you're getting up to uh, catch your plane and you're vomiting all over the airport. (laughs) Uh, Okay, if you're ever in that very specific situation, (laughs) listeners, make sure not to do what Gavin did. Um, There's a very specific taste of of bile mixed with tuna and and prawn that I will never forget. I can't imagine that being pleasant. (laughs) Um, So I have two sandwich recommendations here, and these are my two, like... Two picks for best sandwich. Uh, one of them is a like one of those hot sandwiches. One of them is a traditional cold served sandwich. So sandwich number one, it's a combination of two sandwich fillings in the UK that are traditional but not together. You take your two bits of bread, you put marmite on one of them, you put crunchy peanut butter on the other, you slap them together. Comes out really nice. Um... The peanut butter does something to just take the little bit of the edge off of the Marmite. The Marmite just spices up the the peanut butter. It's a really nice flavour combination. The other one, which is a bit less of a weird wildcard recommendation, just a good old uh, white bread, sausages, a little bit of um, stuffing, and then some ketchup. Put that all in a sandwich together. That's fucking delicious. Nothing better than stuffing sausages into a sandwich. Stuffing and sausages and ketchup in a sandwich. It's it's the best. What about you, Gavin? Sandwiches. What do you like in your sarnies? Well, actually, sausage sandwiches, now that you mention it, are glorious. Especially on a Sunday morning when the butter melts over the sausages. I've I've just found there's a really nice like little um, cafe, like a, a couple of minutes walk from my current flat that I've never been in before. And they make a fucking good sausage sandwich. So I've taken the last if, uh, couple of mornings to being like, oh, I've got to be up at 7.30. Let's go get a sausage sandwich. Laura, if you can ever find um, any Irish brand of sausages in your neighbourhood, try them because the Irish sausages are fucking amazing. Oh, I don't know what they put in them, but they're heroin. 
There, there is a really nice place nearby that does sausages that does a um, pork with a little bit of chicken um, and like spices blend of sausage that's honey glazed. Oh, it is the best sausage I've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So there you go, George. That's our sandwiches, what we like. Um, other questions this week. Um, Jack Douglas Winterburn wants to ask... Was Jim's offer of a night of adequate pleasure sincere, or will he be severely disappointed one day? Um, no, no, I... Judging from my, um, abilities, uh, at least from the feedback I received, uh, you will be adequately pleasured. You, it will, it will not be one you write home to your mother about and be like, I got fucked like a beast, I don't I'll tell you that much. Right, but you'll be like, yeah, that was alright. Yeah, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. I mean, that's that's what I aim for. Really, is could have been worse. Okay, okay. So don't worry, people. The offer of could have been worse is a sincere one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like if, if there's there's I a mean, Tinder uh, headline for you. Could have been worse. <laughs> um, does Tinder do say, like, does Tinder out- have like a? A little headline you put at the top of your profile, or a quote, or a. Motto I think it has or... a. I think it has a bio that goes next to your photo. I think That's the kids these days have it so easy. Oh my god! I wish it, there was Tinder around when I was single. I would have had so much fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what What else do we have in the questions? Um, Matt Turner wants to ask a question that I have no idea. Like I assume. I'm trying to work out. I think Jim or Gavin will have an opinion on this. Mm. America might have no idea what either of these things are. Which is better, Crystal Maze or Fort Boyard? Crystal Maze. Crystal Maze. Nightmare. Nightmare is like the king of all things. Uh, Crystal Maze. I prefer Crystal Maze to Nightmare. Oh. You just... just... Always the contrarian, Laura. (laughs) What? This is why Rise of the Tomb Raider didn't sell well. <laughs> what? Because it was trying to it was trying to appeal to Crystal Maze to it was trying to it was trying to appeal to people who prefer the Crystal Maze to Nightmare. <laughs> yes, there are dozens of um, us. We, we can the all, Crystal Maze is amazing, though. We, um, we can all agree that Fort Boyard is not the winner here. I no, don't know what that I mean, is, it was so. it, it's the, Fort, it's the poor man's Crystal Maze. Fort Boyard was it was based on a French show. And fucking Dirty Dan from EastEnders hosted it, uh, which is already bad because I've heard Did, he's a right. Am I right that it ran life. on like it was either on Channel Four or worse, Channel Five potentially? It was Channel Five. It was Channel it Five. Was Channel I, 5. Knew it was I remember like, it well. It was quite far down the list of like your main five channels. Yeah, and you had Dirty Dan being all like, "Oh, oh, you got to do Fort Boyard and, and all that." Got to get your money out the cage. Oh, gold, all that <laughs> shit. Um, it didn't, you know, Dirty Den does not have the flair and the pizzazz of Richard O'Brien, who would play uh, his harmonica yeah. and talk to his mummy. Um, you know, he had the style, he had the flair, the games were better, the set design was amazing. Like, as a kid, I was enraptured by the Crystal Maze, oh just my as, God. Uh, if, as, a, as a piece of set yeah. design. It was incredible. If, if you ever want to see, like, the best thing about the Crystal Maze, go look at, um, A, outtakes for the Crystal Maze, and B, <laughs> go, listen, uh, go find the... Um, the audio track for the engineers who are running the recording overlaid over episodes. Oh yeah, where they're slagging off the contestants. Yeah, they're slagging off the contestants being <laughs> terrible. It's so wonderful. Yeah, but th- that's 
That's why Nightmare was awesome. The host used to be so, like, mean and patronizing to the kids and call them stupid and stuff. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Treyguard was awesome. Treyguard was fantastic. Um, he, he once tipped his hat to me. He was in a pantomime. I went to see it for my birthday, and he chased people throughout the audience, and I was a big, obviously a big Nightmare fan, and I yelled at him, and he stopped what he was doing while chasing. He was the bad guy chasing someone through <laughs> for, the audience. For those of the internet the... generation, you, you should know some, um, tipping of hats used to be quite a cool thing. Yes, it, it, it used didn't to be used to right. have the uh, the stigma it now does. Yeah, yeah. So he's like in this like suit as this bad guy, and Treyguard, the host of Nightmare, like stopped what he was doing because I I wanted him to pay attention to me so much. Stopped and then politely tipped his hat <laughs> to me and then carried on running. And it was like the biggest senpai noticed me moment of like my young life. Oh god. The the only thing I honestly remember about Fort Boyard was that I think in the like the final bit where you're deciding how much money you win. Um, when the timer ran out, like a gate came down and they released some tigers. I think they released tigers at the end of Fort Boyard, and I remember that <sighs> much. Channel Five tried so hard. At oh, first. They, you can't say that Fort Boyard wasn't trying, but it's no Crystal Maze. Like I wanted one of those, like those imitation crystals, just to have oh, yeah. at home. And then I discovered one. my grandmother had one, and they're far less exciting when they have like felt on the bottom to stop them scratching the table. <laughs> it makes them a lot less exciting instantly. And I'll tell you what, I'll say this as well. I didn't mind the later Crystal Maze shows when Ed Tudor Pole took over as host. Now, he was no Richard O'Brien. No. But he was not as terrible as everyone they, said. They he were was. not as good. They definitely took a dip in quality, but that's not to say they weren't good. They were still, they were they still, were still enjoyable. Yeah. So, uh, Crystal Maze. What was your favourite zone? Mm. What What was the very futury looking zone? There was futuristic zone. Was that what that it was, was called? Zone. Futuristic zone. Yeah. Okay, futuristic zone then. <laughs> there you go. I was always a fan of medieval zone myself. That's the um, one where everything was made of big old stones. Everything was all stone and, and stuff, and uh, Richard O'Brien's mummy uh, was in there and used to do puzzles and things, oh, and there was yeah. often a bit of banter between him and his, his pretend mother. Yeah, so Americans, if you're looking for something to fill a lot of hours with, go watch some old episodes of The Crystal Maze. Oh yeah, I mean, Nightmare as well, like, they're all on YouTube. I actually introduced a, a local friend of mine to Nightmare for the first time, and he was like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, he was really taken by it. Uh, no, no, if you re-watch Nightmare... Oh my fuck, they're British. I mean, we're all British. Well, I mean, you and I are British. Careful now. Careful, Darren, now I'm a British yes, man, huh? My apologies. <laughs> um, you and I are British, Laura, but the kids on that show, like, I'm watching it I'm, and I'm thinking, holy fuck, they're they British. They were as regional English as they could possibly be, if I remember like right. That, yeah, they are English as fuck. Were they like Biker Grove English. British? Most of them. This was nightmare. This was D and D playing kids. So it was. It was very much. Sort uh, of, they, okay, there were many okay. variations of the nerd from Biker. They, they were the guys you'd go down to the Warhammer store on Saturday afternoon, and they'd actually have like real armies they'd have bought. Yes, mm. unlike people like me who'd go to the the Warhammer store with no armies because we were Same. too poor, so we just put our <laughs> fingers up watch. against the glass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I could watch this and imagine a battle. <sighs> Uh, questions. Oh, thank God questions. for guitars, seriously. <laughs> uh, what, what other questions do we have this week? Um, Thomas Pitt wants to ask, um, with our Lord Jim celebrating his first year of gin dependence and Laura following shortly after, uh, Thomas wants to ask, 
what plans do the three of us each have for the next year? Like, what do we want to what do we want to do going forward? Do we have any podquisition plans we want to do? Um, are we going to sell bobbleheads of of ourselves? What what do we want to do the next twelve months as people? Mortgage. Hmm. <laughs> is that your career plan for the next twelve months? <laughs> I think twelve months is ambitious for a mortgage. Yeah. No, I'm. I would like to just continue as I am on this upward curve that Miracle of Sound's been on. I would be perfectly happy with that. Yeah, I was trying to think about what I want to do with the next twelve months. I want to try and do some more like long form stuff. Like I was. The kind of stuff that I had peppered it throughout this year, like my interview with Peter Molyneux and stuff like that. I want to do some more of those, like, a bit more regularly. Um, once I'm in this new place, I want to be doing more sort of long-form video stuff because I'll actually have a video office again. And I want to crack IGN, finally, because I've been trying to get freelance stuff there for ages. Can't seem to quite crack that nut. And then just... That's a name that I want to do, so uh, that's in that the would back be of my a head. that would be a big boost, wouldn't it? There would be lots. IGN I, I, I gets a lot of views, don't they? Yeah, it'd be a nice, nice three letters to have on my uh, on my bio. Is it right? Is it correct in thinking IGN would be the first stop place for people who would kind of be more casual gamers who want to look up some gaming news? It, it's I. the e. big, the vast majority of people. It is the big gaming site. Like yeah. it is the one that probably most people know the and most. And I don't, I don't at all say that in a mm. condescending way that a lot of people no, would. No. I mean that in a. It's it's one of those things. Like I talked about this a little bit on Twitter sometimes. Like the reason I kind of the reason I want to get something published on IGN, and even if it's only one feature or one news story or something, is mainly out of just like nostalgia for myself, mm. in that. For all the criticisms people have of IGN, it is the place that made me realise that this was a job I could do as a career one day. It was the first place that I really saw doing the sort of like personality-driven stuff uh, that was doing a lot of podcasts. I think we all we all looked at IGN and thought, if those shitheads can do it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, like in, in uh, that was a joke, by the in, way. In the least, like <laughs> someone's going least... to quote you on that. <laughs> in the least sarcastic way possible, like it's. Listening to things like uh, the Weekend Review podcast and early game, um, early game scoop episodes and things like that, I used to listen to those um, when I was a really depressed kid that didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. I would pretend I was going to Air Cadets and I would actually just go and sit on the beach and I would listen to IGN podcasts for a few hours and be like, maybe this is a thing I could do for a living and look at me now. So I want to get something on IGN. That'd be fun. Otherwise, I just want to keep keep the Laura train running with IGN if you're listening butts. hire Laura yeah she's I, awesome I applied for some work you didn't give it to me you, you're clearly idiots give me work yeah, sort yourselves out you twat sort yourself out and no. while, while you're on it may as well do a like five page spread about me yeah of course yeah. you know that, that would, wouldn't go up that, that would be Laura's first job yeah <laughs> We'll make it happen. No conflict of interest there whatsoever. No. Um, but yeah, just otherwise, I've managed to do pretty much, like, as of Saturday, I'll have been doing this whole full-time writing thing for a year. If I can still be doing this in 12 months' time, I'll be really happy about that. So I just want to keep this train rolling for another 12 months. <laughs> yeah. I plan to have a lot more sex. With with all of those uh all of those people who are happy to be just about maybe okay satisfied, a lot of them came out of the woodwork when I did my video on polyamory. So <laughs> I, 
I, I plan to have a lot more sex. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying it like you that. Me. I just imagine um, you now with like a booth and being like, right, come here, line up, one yep. after another. Let's let's it's get time this done. for sexing. The sexing time has come. Um, for me, I mostly business as usual. Obviously, just growing and growing, trying to keep that up. Um, working. I've said this before. I'm working with a, a guy called Justin McDaniel, who's doing more. Um, uh, uh, presentation stuff for me, more style stuff. Uh, so there's going to be a whole new set of thumbnails for the YouTube channel. It's going to look all nice and and, and recognizable. Um, the website is going to get an overhaul. Um, there's going to be new uh, intro, outro stuff for the gymquisition. The whole thing, nice. basically, just really um, spring cleaning the, the uh, spring the cleaning brand. and and. Pulling the drawstrings on the brand so that everything's tighter and more drawn together and, and uniform. Yeah, and I, I, Not uniform in a boring way, but in a way where you look at it and you know from a visual standpoint that's a yeah, Jim Sterling I, I need to start doing some of that myself in the last like six mm-hmm. weeks or so of this, this year. I've got some some house cleaning and getting things into organised places that needs to happen. So, yeah. 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 I also want to do... Um, what, what, what was it I was going to say? I want to, well, I want to do more voice acting-y stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, sometime next year will be Jim Sterling's licensed video game adventure. That'll be coming out, the video game. Um, the uh, Both me and the, the other people working on the project have both just been hammered with work, which is why it's been pretty quiet. But I'm expecting to get the design document for that soon. So, and after that, it should be a lot, uh, progress should be pretty quick. So that's going to be exciting. Um, yeah, that that's got some exciting there? stuff going on. Yeah, more travel. I want to. I want to do. Um, I want to try and do a few more things. I know Jimquisition Live for SGC uh, will uh, be a thing again. Um, something in September when I'm in England. Hopefully, um, I will also be in town. I'm. I'm not yet sure if I'm going to be at it because I'm waiting to hear back from them. Uh, but uh, in December, mid-December, uh, I'll be in town for Gamerax, uh, the, the the LGBT uh, game convention, uh, hoping to be able to actually be allowed in it. <laughs> but um, I'm just waiting to hear back about like passes and stuff for that. But I will definitely yeah. be in town. So I... if you're in town, let me know. Mm. I, I'd like to do some more conventions um, and see some more people from other bits of the world this year. Um I'd like to maybe go out to one of the bigger American conventions, like maybe get out to um, PAX Prime or something. Um, basically just see a few more bits of the world um, in some kind of vaguely work-related capacity. That would be nice. So yeah, there we go. We got time for one last question. Let's yeah, do so. one last one. Do yeah. one last one. Let's do uh, Liam Milquivist wants to ask, all politicians from from history converge into a fighting game. Who would you pick to play as, and what would their super attack be? I would be Mussolini, and my special attack would be the Mussolini, where I would grow big <laughs> biceps and smash your trainer's labour union up. I would be... Margaret Thatcher and my special special attack would be the uh, the Iron Lady where I basically like jump up into the sky and basically do like the Kirby turning into a rock thing where I fall down really fast made of iron and squash you and you could like throw poor mining children yeah I, well the... no I, I I was thinking more I'll squash the revolution by just like you know just literally <laughs> falling on it 
you know, cave in the mines by being a very heavy falling object from a high distance, because I am the Iron Lady. I'm gonna be David Cameron. I'm gonna fuck a pig. <laughs> how, how does that defeat your enemies? Well, they won't be in a mood to put up a fight after they've seen me fuck a pig. Mm. Yeah, it's like, oh, if he's willing to do that to a pig, imagine what'll do to us. That's it's it. An, it's, it's psychological an area of warfare. Stun move. That's what it is. I'm, yeah, I think it's less an area of effect stun, and it's more like um, uh, uh, the other people fighting you will just surrender. It's a demoralizing thing. I mean, I'm a big fan of psychological warfare. Uh, I believe that you can win more. You can win more wars with words than with guns, uh, and you can win even more with your dick in a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, is that a good place to wrap up? Yeah. That's a good. I think that's a yeah. good philosophical message. People can have that on a t-shirt. Uh, I won't be selling it, but um, you can make your own. Um, that's a good place to wrap up. Uh, Laura, people may be hungry for even more shit and tat from us and they want to know how they can get more of your stuff how on earth can they make this happen if you want to find more of the stuff that i do laura k buzz is where you'll find most of it um this weekend on saturday if you go to laura k buzz on twitter you will see that i'm doing a bunch of stuff to celebrate that i've been doing the full-time writing thing for a year um (laughs) some things to expect there is a 90 minute let's play going up on youtube.com forward slash laura k buzz in which me and joe parlock try and defuse virtual bombs for 90 minutes uh there's going to be a video about uh my favorite video game butts of the last 12 months it's going to be a q a live stream going on there's going to be an undertale spoiler cast um there's going to be a lengthy feature about rise of the tomb raider uh there's going to be some looking back on old things i did in the last few years Basically, a bunch of stuff is happening Saturday. So, Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, you'll find links to everything. And Gavin, our musical friend, our our noble bard, how can we find out more about your lovely stuff? Just uh, Google greatest musicians since Mozart and you'll find me. There you go. Uh, Thank you all, as always, for listening to our show that we have done on the internet for your enjoyment. Just just before Um, we go, can I just, like, send a little love to our French listeners and just no big political anything to say about anything, just that I'm thinking of you guys and just sending a little bit of love. I think that's, yeah, Mm. I mean, it's something I've avoided talking about in my videos and things, um, mostly because I, I just, I don't feel like it's the right place to do it mm. but i also don't think it's it's unfair to to want to say that on on this show and all that but mm. not just paris but but beirut as well mm. and uh, um, baghdad in japan and baghdad and fucking Mexico. japan had a tsunami that past week as well mm. like just everyone basically right now, just like everyone everyone who's had a rough week somewhere out in the world our thoughts are with you yeah it's been a We've, fucking horrible it's not week. been a great week and we had we had a few emails like I have read all of them and I've passed on the sentiments to the others on the show that we did get some emails this week from people who were in France on Friday and did not have a great day and then were like, oh, there's extra content from you three. That kept me happy. And those kind of things are really amazing to see. So It's an honour and a privilege yeah, it's, to, to be able to help our listeners out who are in those so situations. So continue, yeah. continue marching on and doing well. And we all love you. Every one of you. Yes. Even you, listener, we love you. <laughs> Goodbye. We love um, you. I, I am available for sex. That's uh, on the table. <laughs>